0: Hey everybody, Happy New Year. It is 2011, and I want to share with you my top 5 favorite anime of 2010. My list is only encompassing things that aired in 2010. (laughs) (laughs) Number 5. MM. So MM tells a story of Taro Sato in his quest to relieve himself of being a masochist because he has a crush on a girl. Sato turns to the help of the second volunteer club run by Mio Tasagi. She herself believes that she is God. She's very cute, she's blonde, and you know, she's good looking. Basically, the club's mission is to help students with any problems they may have. Oh, and the advisor is a nurse, and she often takes pictures of members in compromising positions or in cosplay. What she does with the pictures really isn't known. Also in the club is a girl named Yuno, who is scared of guys, and anytime she gets near one, she screams and beats them up. In a weird twist, Yuno is the same girl who awakens Sato to his masochist desires. The show starts off extremely cliche, but it quickly gets funnier and funnier with each episode. You may have to have an open sense of humor to enjoy this show. But there's a harem element to the story, a genius lolly, a lolicon. And, of course, robots. And that's just a small sampling of what you can enjoy from this show. Number four, gotta HK. Yamada is a high school student and a virgin. She wants to have 100 casual sex parts. Soon finds herself pursuing only one person. Sounds like a terrible plot for an anime, right? Bikita HK is a high school romance. The female lead, Yamada, always seems to want to get busy. In her head, she can talk a big game, but when she gets to the situation... She chickens out. Kosada is your typical high school male lead, average, shy. He never wants to really do anything to hurt Yamada or make her think that he's weird. Yamada, on the other hand, is very attractive. All the guys fawn over her. The entire show is basically a lot of Ichi elements, but in the end, it's about Yamada and Kosada realizing that they are a good match and they are developing feelings for each other. The show smacks you with this right away, and sometimes the plot does tend to move at a snail's pace. Nonetheless, I found the show fun from week to week, and I really liked that we got to see the plot developing from both perspectives. We got to hear what Yamada was thinking about the situation, and likewise for Kosuda. I also thought the show had the best fake company I've ever seen in anime. The Demon Seed Condom Company. The company's logo was an angry red devil head, and oftentimes it is used to block out any objectionable content. The show was light and fun from week to week, and the show doesn't break new ground, and the ending is really obvious. desire. Cobra loves the danger. Fear is nothing. He shines from. Action is his answer. He sails through the night. pirate's life from star to star. The girl If you haven't guessed by now, number three is Cobra the Animation. The opening theme alone tells you what you're getting out of this show and who Cobra is. And basically, when this show first started airing, I had never even heard of Space Adventure Cobra. I came to find out this show originally aired in 1982, there's been tons of OVAs, and heck, even some video games were made. Cobra wiped his memory, he's got a brand new face, he becomes a typical guy. People still looking for Cobra, and he just finds himself in situations. Slowly his memories become clear of who he was and what he did. Basically Cobra breaks down like this. Cobra's this badass guy, he smokes, he drinks, He's always got a sexy woman on his arm. What made this show was, every week, Cobra found himself in some situation. And it was interesting to see how he got out of the situations. And it wasn't like Fist of the North Star, where people are uh, getting beaten up constantly and things of that nature. He found more the story leading you to an end. But it was always interesting because they always put small plot twists or hurdles in the way of Cobra that he'd have to somehow break out of to you know, finish off the episode. And there were episodes where they had cliffhangers on one. Very often, you would just start the episode, and by the end of it, there would be a resolution. You could almost watch these shows in any, in any order. Yeah, there was always interesting plot twists being thrown in or, you know, what was going on in that particular episode. But what always made it fun was the enemies that he would run into. Now, every woman in this show is scantily dressed for no reason. They can be in the, like, mountains and the women will have bare midriffs. He'll find himself fighting, like, robots. And they're not just normal robots. They're robots with a ram's head. It'll be a stingray with a face and it can talk among other things it is just so crazy what they'll run into the traps again are just ridiculous plants that will shoot you and then your body turns into diamonds this show is something that if you want to just sit back and laugh your head off this is it Number two, Buck on Test, Summon the Beast. Based on a high school that is ruled by taking your entrance exam. Taking the entrance exam at the start of the year determines your class location. The ranking system is divided by letter A through F. A, of course, being the best and F being the worst. That's not the only thing, though. Depending on how you did on your test determines your classroom condition. Class A is spared no expenses. They get really nice couches. They're given laptops. They're given all the latest gadgets and gizmos. Oh, yeah, and a snack bar, because, you know, because geniuses get hungry. Class F, on the other hand, the chalkboard was re- was really. Had, had holes in it, and really garbagey. And I believe they had a rusty nail they had to use instead of chalk. There are no desks. They are given. basically, they're just given, like, fruit cardboard boxes. The fruit came in. They just flip them upside down, and, you know, they're, they're, it's a desk. But the cushions? Yeah, they're not much better. They. basically have nothing in them. And when they complain to the teacher, they're told, quote, deal with it. But to remedy this situation, they can challenge other classes in what's known as the Examination Summons Battle, or ESB, where each student has a set amount of time to do quizzes based on a random subject to gain hit points. Then they summon a chibi version of themselves and duel in an RPG style. The victor gets to switch classrooms with the loser. So typically, F will challenge E and then if F wins, they have to switch classrooms. The show is just so much fun. You've got so many characters. You've got Yoshi, he's your stupid but lovable male lead, who is fallen for Hijime. She is the ultra smart girl who should be in class A, but due to a fever, she was unable to do her test and thus got a zero and ended up in class F. Then you've got Shimada, who is in love with Yoshi, but oftentimes finds herself frustrated that Yoshi is so dim and he can't put two and two together, then she just gets angry and puts him in some kind of wrestling move. We've also got a male student who looks very female, named Hideyoshi. The running gag with that is they'll dress him up in, you know, girls' clothing. There are a lot of tropes being played out in this show, such as harems, cross-dressing, the kid who's, a, you know, who's always the pervert, and gets a nosebleed at the sight of any cleavage. And a lot of other things I won't mention. Uh, I just found the show a treat to view every week. By no means is it revolutionary. The whole ESB system works really well though. Uh, it does give a bit to the story, and it's always fun to root for the underdog. Funimation has licensed this show, and it will be out summer of this year. Number one, the world only God knows. Kama is known on the internet as the capturing god. He can beat any ergo game on the market, and is often emailed by gamers around the world for help. When he gets an email challenging him, and he agrees, but he soon finds himself not capturing the hearts of 2D girls in his games, but the 3D girls in real life. Although he isn't alone in this endeavor, he is given a sidekick by the name of Elsie. And to ratchet up the stakes, if Kama fails to capture all the girls' hearts. Both him and Elsie will be killed on the spot. Elsie is magical, she can fly, and helps Kama track down loose souls. The loose souls can only be captured after Kama sways the heart of the girl. Situations of the girl is what made the episodes interesting. For example, uh, one girl was an up-and-coming idol star named Canon. She was always afraid of not being paid any attention. Or another girl, who preferred to live her life in the library and just read books all day, and not talk to people. He sees what he must do as a chore, and oftentimes is annoyed at what must be done. But when the girl's heart is captured, it is entertaining to see him crack how it was done and see that there was a sense of accomplishment. Many of the episodes relate to one girl, so week to week, there were cliffhangers. The only thing I found that was a bummer based on this whole story, once the girls were quote-unquote saved, they had no memory of what happened. Uh, so I found that kind of a bummer because... Uh, Some of the ways that he did it was just really sweet. I'll admit it, they kind of... I learned to like them. Um, You know, so it was a really bummer to see them go away. If you're a fan of gaming, I urge you to check out the very last episode. I'm sure you'll be counting at how many references you will find. There is a second season being done for 2011, so we shall see if it makes my list again for next year. Alright, that wraps it up. My top 5 anime for 2010. What does 2011 have in store? Personally, this winter season is a complete throwaway. That doesn't bode well. I want to hear your feedback. I want to read your feedback. Send me an email bonsaibeat at gmail.com. What were your top 5 animes of 2010? Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to putting out more and more episodes here in 2011.